Hello, everyone. Welcome to this episode of A Thousand Whys. I'm Shanting. Each year, when autumn equinox comes in the middle of September, people living in the northern hemisphere know that summer would finally make its complete retreat and hand over the seasonal throne to autumn. So, what comes to mind when talking about autumn? Of course, harvest is always a perpetual theme for this season, as well as the colorful foliage covering mountains. In some countries, pumpkin fields or apple picking are also something closely connected to the imagination of this season, as well as the Halloween tradition. But to the Chinese people, autumn usually contains a unique emotion of Melancholy and sadness, which should probably be attributed to the contribution of the Chinese literati in history. So today, let's take a delicate stroll through this season and find out what it means to the Chinese people. If you are a bit familiar with ancient Chinese poetry. You might have probably heard of a tradition called Shangchun Beiqiu, or grieving over spring and mourning for autumn. Usually, the literary works of this genre convey the feeling of sadness caused by the change of seasons and sceneries. As spring is a season that also gives people hope and prospect, the mourning for autumn becomes more representative in expressing such a mood. You know, it is so easy for a Chinese to recite some lines from ancient poems concerning autumn. For example, the poet of the Tang Dynasty, Du Fu, known as the Poet Sage in China, once wrote, "Oft a world rover, lamenting the four days, I climb the height alone, long, ill, and aged." Another famous poet from the Northern Song Dynasty, Liu Yong, described the autumn like this: "Evening rain spatters on the river. Autumn scenes have the drenched look of a dripping coat." And in another popular work of his, the poet wrote: "Parting lovers would grieve as of old. How could I stand this clear autumn day so cold?" There are so many such moody but beautifully written lines of poems to be mentioned, but lastly, I'll just present you a complete version of this one from Ma Zhiyuan of the Yuan Dynasty, which is always regarded as one of the best versions in the genre of mourning for autumn. Tune, sunny sand, autumn thoughts. Over old trees wreathed with rotten vines. Fly evening crows. Under a small bridge, near a cottage, a stream flows. An ancient road in the west wind, a lean horse goes. Westward declines the sun. Far, far from home, is the heartbroken one. By this point, 
you may have gotten a feel for the mourning for autumn in the Chinese literature. It's time for us to trace its origin. When I first learned that American people refer to autumn as fall, I was a little surprised to find the common emotion shared by all human beings, as the word fall catches the most distinctive feature of the season: leaves falling from trees to the ground. In Chinese, we also have a saying that goes, "One falling leaf is indicative of the coming of autumn." Without a doubt, on seeing the scene of falling leaves. A feeling of loss and gloom would easily be aroused in the heart. Even the Chinese character of Chou, meaning sadness, is formed by two characters of Qiu, autumn, and Xin, heart, which might have directly told you about how the ancient Chinese people felt toward the season. Who was the one that transformed such a personal emotion into a literary tradition? Then we have to go back to the pre-Qing period, more than two thousand years ago, and travel to the Chu State along the Yangtze River. This scholar named Song Yu was a native of Chu State during the Warring States period. His teacher was the far better known figure Chu Yuan, who is closely related with the traditions of the Dragon Boat Festival. Born in a humble family, Song Yu didn't enjoy the fame as great as his teacher, and was not very successful in his official career either. However, in his famous work *Nine Debates*, he expressed his sadness towards the failure of his official career by describing the declining scenes in autumn. His opening line is as followed: "How I'm sad for the autumn scene! It's so bleak." With all plants shaking down the leaves, sound quite simple, right? But don't underestimate this simple line, as it started the literary tradition of mourning for autumn in China, as well as established Song Yu's position in this regard. Of course, that was just a starting point. The real development of such a tradition came centuries later during the Tang Dynasty, when the ancient Chinese poetry went into its prime time. Many famous poets like Li Bai and Wang Wei directly referred to Song Yu as they practiced such an artistic style, which helped enhance and complete the literary tradition in this regard. Gradually, the emotion toward the season extended to the feelings of time's passage, life and death, homesickness and nostalgia, and frustration in career, which together constitute the profound literary tradition of. Morning for autumn. The essence of such a tradition in literature is also echoed in the doctrines of traditional Chinese medicine. It is believed that internal organs, emotions, and desires of a person. Are all related to each other, based on the traditional Chinese theory of five elements and the changes of four seasons. For example, the lung of internal organs belong to the gold of the five elements, while the sadness of the seven emotions belong to the gold as well. And guess what? The autumn in the four seasons also belongs to the gold. 
Such a belief has strengthened people's impression that in autumn, especially in the days of continuous autumn rains, people are prone to sentimental emotions. Well, of course, what we are talking about is just a literary tradition in China. It certainly does make everyone feel blue. But to many people, autumn is still a graceful season that provides us with rare opportunities to feel the beauty of nature and to meditate on the meaning of life. So, no matter the season, as long as you are in good spirits, even the falling leaves will be like dancing figures in your eyes, won't they? Okay, so that's all for this edition of A Thousand Wise. I'm Shantine. See you next time.